Okay, good morning, everyone. Good Erev Shabbos, Erev Rosh Chodesh. Very exciting Shabbos tomorrow, three Sifri Torah. I want to thank our series sponsors for the entire year, Ilana Mark Rothenberg, Rachel Feiner, in memory of Ilana Rachel's father, Ezreal Benyako Feiner, and this week's co-sponsor, Barbara Rothenberg, in memory of Barbara's grandmother, Miriam Bad Yehuda. Today we're going to focus on the Haggadah. It's going to be the last boot camp for a while, and I'm going to try to get as much in as possible. Uh, the last couple of years, I didn't really have uh, to worry about another minion right after I spoke, so I was able to keep going. Baruch Hashem, we have that challenge. So if we don't finish everything today, I have some material for uh, Pesach, Bezras Hashem. I try to say almost everything today I've never said before, at least as far as I remember. But my kids say I tend to repeat things. But that's okay, that means I like it a lot. We're going to jump right in. There's a couple of new Haggadahs that I saw. And every year, new Haggadah is coming out on the market. So I saw one Haggadah, it's interesting, I referred last Shabbos in the Drusha. I don't usually quote uh, Gerich Hasidus, I don't know so much about it. Even though my rabbi growing up always spoke about Gerich, Rabbi Shofel was a Gerich Hasid. So I quoted last week from the Imre Emes. The Imre Emes was a very important figure, not just for Hasidus. The Nazis wanted to get rid of him. For some reason, they had their eyes on him. He escaped to uh, Eretz in 1940. And he, uh, I know he lost a son and uh, grandchildren in Treblinka, but his uh, Ger Hasidus stuck around. It's very big, not only here, but especially uh, in Eretz Yisrael. I had this to meet one of the Ger Rebbe. So the Imre Emes was the son of the Svas Emes. So he quotes in this Haggadah, it's a new Haggadah, the Ger Hasidim. He quotes from Reb Yitzchak Varka. Now, Reb Yitzchak Varka, who I have quoted before in the boot camp year, I'm not going to do a lot of bios today, but this is, I think, very interesting, because we're going to combine brisk with ger. That's how you bring Mashiach, Mitz Hashem. He quotes from Reb Yitzchak Varka, who lived from 1790 to 1848, and he was very close with the first uh, ger Rebbe, who was known as the Chidushe Harim. In fact, just for modern times, the two lobbied the Russians who, uh, during that time, placed decrees against Jews wearing their unique clothes. They didn't want uh, their unique clothes, whatever exactly were the unique clothes then. And as the theme, of course, of Pesach. And uh, these two Hasidic Rebbe said, we're not changing the way we dress. We need to, to uh, stay in a certain way. So before I get to them, I want to use a piece from Rabbi Soloveitchik. It's a good chance I used this one before, but we're going to get into the Hasidic piece. So the obvious question that we all ask is, how is it that during the Halach Ma'anya, we make a declaration, kol dechven anybody who's uh, hungry, come and eat, kol dechven yeseviyevsach, anyone who's needy, come and enjoy Pesach. Let's just assume it means Pesach today, not the Karim Pesach. Now, if you're in Orlando, who's coming at this point? You know, I'm saying the doors are already locked. You're not even allowed to have another guest. And even if you're in your house, and the bottom line is, no matter where you are, no one's really coming in at this point. You know, there's an interesting halacha. This is not, he doesn't bring this up, but it's important to know. There's some shuls, not ours, that make Kiddush Friday night. Every single Friday night, Yantav night as well. The one exception to the rule is Pesach night. No one makes Kiddush Pesach night, even this year when it's on a Friday night. You know why? Because one of the reasons that you make Kiddush at night on a Friday night, it's for people who aren't going to have a place. In the old days, maybe they stay in the shul for a meal. Everybody has a house when it comes to Pesach night. So what are we inviting people in? That's the old question. So Rabbi Soloveitchik, a beautiful explanation. This is found in his Haggadah. came out soon after he passed away. It's written by his uh, grandson, Yitzhak Lichtenstein, who's now the Rosh Shivan Das. And he says, 
it's not really inviting people in. It's too late for that, but it's a sign of cheiris. In answer to a lot of the questions in the Haggadah, you know, there's one answer you could always say, so the kids should ask, right? If you don't know the answer, you say, so the kids should ask. But there's a, very often even a more sophisticated answer. It's a sign of cheiris. It's a sign of freedom. And you'll see how that answers a lot of the questions at the Seder. So it's a sign of freedom that we could even be talking about inviting guests. Rabbi Salavachik said all that inviting took place and everybody gave their kimcha de pischa and they gave their moschitin. And like this year we're giving money to Eric Yisrael, to Bergen County, to the Ukraine. It's a sign of freedom, because when we were slaves in Mitzrayim, we weren't able to give to anybody. We didn't own anything. A slave, by definition, does not have control of his own assets. So that's the way Rabbi Soloveitchik explains it. But the way Rabbi Yitzchak Varka explains it, I think so beautifully, as the Rav's explanation is beautiful, is we're actually making a statement to all those uh, aniyim that are at our table. And you put it into every Haggadah, this is what I'm adding, not to embarrass everyone. So it's not only being said to him or to her or to maybe you have a couple of families. Because in the time of Rabbi Varka, they weren't going away to Pesach programs, as far as I know. And what we're saying is to every Yanni that's in the room, that you should enjoy yourself. Don't, don't think that we're going to throw you out. You know, sometimes you have a guy who comes to collect to the house. So... We try always to be as nice as possible. It's a little challenging if there's a football game on, but we try to be as nice as possible. At least give them a cup of water, you give them a cookie, but they're not staying for dinner. I mean, that would be exceptional. After this, maybe we should even invite them for dinner. We're telling the Ani, just relax, you're like everybody else. Whatever your needs are, they're gonna be taken care of. Whatever you wanna eat tonight, you could eat. You're gonna get the, uh, I don't know if it's gonna be lamb chops roasted, whatever it's gonna be, you're part of this. And he says, Rabbi Yitzchak says, that's why we don't even call it Hachmasas Orchem. Because if you would say that we're fulfilling Hachmasas Orchem, this guy is going to feel like an object for your mitzvah. Wow, they're treating me like an object. Well, you're not even calling the person an ani. What the, the man of the house or the woman of the house or the family is saying, everybody at this table, whatever you want, you're going to have. Right? You should feel totally comfortable. In fact, the Chidushe Harim, you see how we slip in? We're going back to the first Hasidic Rebbe said, that's why you got like four mini varts over here in one theme. That's why you know, the Gemara says, and this is uh, integrated into our system, that everybody does Haseba. Everyone reclines, Afiluani, even an Ani. What does that have to tell us? Because an Ani maybe is not going to feel like reclining because at the end of the day, he knows what's in his bank account, right? He knows. But this night, you make that person feel, he's going to feel as free as possible. And the Chidush Yarim said beautifully that just like there's the concept of Golod on a national level, we have the concept of redemption on a personal level. It's a very Hasidic concept that everybody should feel free. Now, someone asked me a question once when I spoke about Haseba, but the women don't recline. Now, in my house, I think the women do recline. Reb Chaim Kenievsky, I saw this a few years ago. This just struck me right now that Reb Chaim Kenievsky said the women should recline. Reb Chaim Kenievsky, that's all who just passed away. He said, why didn't in the past women recline? This is a little sense of humor. I don't know if uh, all the women are going to enjoy it, but this is what he said. It's halachically. You know, before the Takana Rabbeinu Gershom, a man was allowed to be married to two women. You know what the other women, you know what the women are called? Not the in-laws. It's called sarasa. This is my pain. So when there was another woman around, women didn't feel free, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, is it me, is it her? But once that was banished, Baruch Hashem, no more polygamy, 
then everybody's free. The men are free, the women are free, the Aniyam are free. That's what Rukhain Kanievsky said very beautiful, and he felt that everybody should, that's what it says, everybody should do Haseba. Okay, that's number one. I want to move on to Rebbe ben Azariah. I'm giving you things you don't even need a Haggadah for. They're not just Veritloch, they're basic themes that run through the Haggadah. So, Rebbe ben Azariah, we know that uh, he was 18 years old. If we have a chance, we'll come back to him in the famous Seder in B'nai Brak. It's very much in our heads. So he was 18 when he was appointed Nasi. Who did he take over for? And it's important to know this. It fits into some of the themes of the Haggadah. was Rebbe Gamliel. Now, Rebbe Gamliel, he may look like a tough guy, but he had a certain shita when he was the Nasi, when he was the head of the Jewish community. In order to get into the yeshiva, the academy, you know, his academy had even, if it's possible, higher standards than uh, some of the institutions over here. You know, it's not always so easy to get in. We don't always know why. But Rebeleza ben Azariah comes along. And Rebeleza ben Azariah says, you know, what we're doing by having such uh, admission standards, we're locking out people. Everybody deserves a place. What was Rabbi Gamliel's argument? His argument was, you know, this was the time early Christianity. There were other movements. I want to give full exams to people. And the exams would not only test people's Torah knowledge, but also their theology. They wanted to make sure, the inside's like the outside. You know, you could dress like a chassid, or, but inside, who knows, maybe you're really a missionary. So he used to have a security guard. Some had a security guard there. Imagine it had to be such a Talmud Chacham to figure out who gets in and who doesn't get in. I never understood that, but obviously it's showing. People knew you weren't just able to get in. So what happens? The Gemara tells us that when Rebbe Lezab ben Azariah comes in, what's the statement? It was from one of the movies, Field of Dreams. We will build and they will come, right? It's something like that. So Rebbe Lezab ben Azariah, he fires the security guard, or maybe he invited him into the yeshiva, and there were, there were throngs of, tons of people who wanted to come in. So when you think about this and you read about Rebbe Lezab ben Azariah, you think he's the most brilliant in the world. The yeshiva packed it up. But how does that really explain why he was greater than, this is a Kusker question. It's an unbelievable question. I never thought of before. I'm embarrassed. It says, how does this prove that he was right and, Re- and Rabbi Gamaliel was wrong? This may have been exactly what Rabbi Gamaliel was concerned about. You let in the masses, so you're going to have some rotten apples inside. Isn't that an amazing question? I think it's a great question. And what happens, Rabbi Gamliel, in the Gemara says, when he sees what's going on, he says, maybe chas v'shalom, I withheld Torah from Klai Yisrael. So the Kutzker asked, what are the masses coming proof? So he answered that what happened was, Rabbi Gamliel was very smart. He took a look, you know, the day after, two weeks after, three weeks after, and he saw that these people really were tochel kabara. Why? Because they had the exposure to the yeshiva. You know, a person may be one way before they come in, but if you give them the right experience and you give them the opportunity and you're inclusive of every individual, then it's going to change the world. And that's what the Gemara actually says. The Gemara says that they did much better afterwards. There were a lot of kashas that were answered. You never know. And there's studies that have been done about this. Malcolm Gladwell speaks about the difference between a small classroom and large classrooms. You know, if you, you don't get a lot of people in the school, you say, you know, we give you a lot of personal attention. Malcolm Gladwell says it's actually, I mean, there's a limit, but when you have more people in the room, there are more ideas, right? There's, you know, maybe we shouldn't always segregate, you know, the, the high class, the low class, the middle class, we all gain from each other. Definitely a Beit Knesset, we don't separate, you know, socioeconomically by the IQ, 
we shouldn't do that. So one of the themes of the Haggadah is to be as inclusive as possible. And you think about this. That's why we have a Russia at the table. We used to play a game. We had four kids uh, growing up. You know, who's the, you could play the game. You know, who's the Russia, who's the Tom. You know, every year it was somebody else based on uh, how much people were drinking at that point. Um, I heard an idea from Rabbi Sabolovsky right down the road about inclusiveness, just to push the idea a little bit more. Is, um, it's fascinating that this was really the argument between Pyro. We think about, we look at ourselves sometimes by seeing what others say about us. <clears throat> so there was a machlokas between Pyro and Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu kept saying to Pyro, you're not going to take the whole family out. It's only the males. You're only going to take the males. And what happens? Moshe says, we're taking everybody. We're taking the women, we're taking the young ones, we're taking the uh, old ones. And Paro says, You know, religion's only for the males. Maybe that was his version of religion. And what happens? You look at Shemos Parakid base. At the end, everybody went out. And that was the response, because when it comes to the Jewish community, we need everybody, right? We need every male, we need every female, we need every young person, every... every everyone in the world. So this is an idea. Reb Chaim Kenevsky points out, I like to quote him a little bit, there are a few different Haggadahs. He has three in Hebrew. best one I think is Derech HaMunah. There are a couple in English, and then in Tame Dekra you could find more. He says that even Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah, and this is kind of what Rebbe Gamliel probably got, is uh, even Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah said, I'm like 70 years old, and I never merited to know about the obligation to mention Yitzhak Mitzrayim at night. That's part of the Haggadah. So he asked the question, if Hashem made his face look like 70, then why didn't Hashem make his head 70 years old, that he did learn the information? You can't expect an 18-year-old to know it. So Chaim Kanievsky said there's a message that even a Nasi is not perfect in his knowledge. Right? If that's true about a Nasi, then that's true about other people as well. So it's a big theme. A big theme of the Haggadah is inclusiveness, right? Inclusiveness that, uh, and not to break, and you try to take these lessons outside of Pesach, you know, not to segregate different people in the community. I want to point something out. I still have a few minutes, correct? Yeah, I'm going to keep going until there's a minion in here. So there's an aspect of the Haggadah that we underplay. I had this discussion a few years ago with uh, Abe Foxman. You know, I, uh, I asked him, he was, he was invited to a, a model Seder, well, you know, kind of like a kiddie Seder, a model Seder at the president. It was when President Obama was the president. So I asked him, are they going to say Shafoch HaMascha? Now, they were using the Maxwell Haggadah, so they basically used whatever was in there, he told me. He was surprised. But, you know, a lot of Jews were apologetic. If you look at some of the old Haggadahs, not Orthodox Haggadahs, what does this mean? We make such radical statements. You know, Pesach is beautiful. It's a night of love, inclusiveness, all these ideas I've been talking about. it. But if you look in the Haggadah, there's a lot of blood over there. And we say, We have a minog in my house during Shavuot HaMaschal We open up the door, and I scream, You want to mess with us? Right, come on in. It's very easy to say that when no one's out there, right? So, uh, but we want to show our strength. We open the door. Some people don't lock their doors that night. Lel Shimurim, right? We're very tough. But there's also a lot of blood, the tzach, adash, bachav, even the four kosos, it's not so clear. Maybe it's zecher ladam, but you don't want to say that because unfortunately we had all these terrible libels against us. So I'm, I'm quoting you something here from Rabbi Salavechik. We have a few different places where you could quote from Rabbi Salavechik on Pesach, Hebrew, English, Haggadah. He says something incredible. You may not like this, but it's a struggle. You know, one of the struggles going on today is how do you deal with Ukraine? 
Now, obviously, we want to protect all victims, and we're doing everything possible, Jews, non-Jews. But it's also important, you know, when you sit around, you got to tell your kids, you know, listen to some of the speeches that are being given by the uh, president of Ukraine. It makes it sound like this country, I mean, these have been the holy of holies, you know. But, you know, we don't have to go back to Khmelnytsky, 1648. You could look in the 20th century. The Nazis had it very easy in Ukraine because they had the police take long. Now, that shouldn't say that impacts the way we are today, but it's good to have history, especially Pesach night. It's good to remind her. So the Rav says, Makas Bechoros was really fascinating about Makas Bechoros. At the point of the Pesach story, it's 80 years since Makas Bechoros took place. It's, when I say Makas Bechoros, where Paro would kill the Jewish children, it didn't work. You know, so Paro then, he kept suggesting his plans, you know, Havanas Chachma. So why, we, why is there uh, justice being served 80 years later? And you could argue, this is not justice. What do these little babies have to do with it? So these are good questions. But Rabbi Soloveitchik said that one of the themes of the Haggadah is God doesn't forget what happened to us in the past. God insisted that the Egyptians, whether under the same pharaoh or his successor, could have to pay for the lies which were extinguished years ago. Now, this is very strong. It's a very strong theme. And you have to rationalize it and be politically correct. But when you read through the Haggadah, I think it's important to tell our kids there is a concept of justice. All the Vahisha Amdas. It's not just a Shweki song, which is very beautiful, which was written actually by uh, Rezel. But there is, we believe in justice. And people who have oppressed us have to be uh, punished. It's already 8.10. Okay, so I wish everyone a very beautiful Pesach. If I could give a recommendation on a Haggadah, there's really an amazing Haggadah that I picked up. It's in English. I don't think it's even a translation. There's a great Rav. His name is uh, Yisrael Meir Druk. His father was Rav Mordechai Druk. It's an art scroll edition. It's called uh, Rav Druk on the Haggadah. I'll be quoting from it over Pesach. And I have a lot more to say. I want you also this year, you should think about B'nai Brak, not just because Rebchaim Kenievsky passed away, but we had this week a terrible event, terrorist attack. Who's talking about terrorist attacks? You know, you can't even find in the news that 11 people were killed unless you read the Israeli news. So Pesach is a night that we talk not only about the past, but about the present as well. Everybody should be well. Thank you. Sure.